Hey friends, welcome to Still With You. My name is Coley Browning and I am so excited that you're joining me for another episode of the podcast. The beautiful music that you are listening to in the background is from our amazing friend, Lily Gray. This is her song lifted from her latest album. It's all beautiful right here. Make sure you check out all of her other beats by visiting lilygaray.com or following her on social media at lilygaray. Has God ever called you to do something and you made every excuse to get out of it? Well, he made no mistake when he asked you. And yes, he did mean you. This is exactly what happened to pastor and podcast host, Avery Forrest. She experienced this firsthand when she was a college athlete. God led her off of the soccer field and into full-time ministry. Though she was feeling completely unequipped and uncertain of what her future might hold, she said yes anyway. Years later, she and her husband, Todd, were drawn to the Gulf Coast where they planted and still pastor today, Anchor Point Church in Foley, Alabama. And guys, I'm just giving you the sizzle reel of her story because there are countless other yeses Avery bravely gave to God in obedience, like launching her podcast, Flourishing with Avery Forrest. She will tell you that she drug her feet for a full year before subscribing to the idea of stepping behind a microphone. But there is a flip side to this story. God is always in the process of growing us, even with our excuses. Just as God asked Avery to lead and be a carrier of his word through this platform, he is calling you to something too. Yes, he means you. And whatever that something might be, I encourage you to say yes. Friends, I ask that you dig deep, lean in, and let God speak to you through Avery's story. All week I've been praying over this episode, and I do believe that there is something that God wants you to hear today. Without further ado, I am so excited and honored and just thrilled beyond all means to introduce to you pastor of Anchor Point Church and the podcast host of Flourishing, Avery Forrest. One of the things that I love about flourishing is that you, Avery, always start off in prayer. I want to adopt that practice with everyone today. Would you mind leading us in prayer? Awesome. Yeah, I would love to. Um, it was funny. I just felt like the Lord said to do that. So it was like one of those. I actually feel a little awkward every time I do it, but I'm like, all right, God, I'm just doing what you tell me. God, I just come to you right now, Lord, and I thank you so much for this time together with friends. God, getting to chat over um, such an incredible type of media, God, that will continue to touch people's lives for ages, God. So I just pray that you would take our words today, Lord, that you would just speak through our hearts, that we would reach the friends that are listening to this podcast, whether the day it launches or years after it airs, God, and that you would just do more with it than we could ever ask, think, or imagine. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. Well, first of all, I want to thank you so much for making time for this. I've been following Anchor Point Church for a while. Also, you and I have a mutual friend, Kendall. I met you at her baby shower. Do you remember meeting me there? I do. And it was funny because I think when whenever you said that on Instagram, I was like, oh gosh, yes. Like it, it all like clicked. And then I was thinking, I wish I had known about your podcast then. Uh, I don't know if we never like talked about it then because in my head, I'm going, that was when I was still like mulling over if I should obey God or not. (laughs) And so funny, it was like, Oh, gosh, I wish I had known about it then. I usually don't bring it up unless someone asks about it. But man, I would have loved to have encouraged you in that season because you're doing a fantastic job with flourishing. We can start wherever you want to start because I want to hear what brought you into ministry. I want to hear a little bit of your story. And I definitely want to talk about the podcast. Well, cool. Well, let's start with the podcast, I guess, since we're talking about it. And everybody's probably like, Oh, what is it? Or 
hopefully they're they're chopping at the bit, right? Um, (laughs) I discovered podcasting a couple years ago. For me, as a mom with two little kids, podcasting totally just reached my heart. It reached me right where I was at because somebody who used to read constantly, like really incredible Christian books that would just help grow me in my faith, help encourage me. I didn't have the time to do that anymore. Not to mention, I don't feel like I had the like brain power to do it. Yeah. (laughs) And so when I found podcasts, I was just so encouraged by the different podcasts that I found um, and started listening to. And every time I would listen to them, they would just bring me so much joy. Like, Mm -hmm. and hearing the people talk, especially like if there was an interview or even just like one person that could just completely like capture my attention with what was on their heart. And so God used it in a season of my life to just really impact me. And not to mention, I felt like I knew every podcaster I was listening to. I was like, I feel like I'm one of their best friends. That's the side of a good host, I feel like, if they make you feel that included. Yeah, and so I love that. So for me, it was just always one of those things that God used in my life. And so a little over a year ago, I was just praying. And this will all probably kind of coincide because we'll talk about God putting a call upon my life. But around the age of 19, when I did feel a call into the ministry, God had given me like a whole lot of dreams about, I guess, what I would do in ministry later on in my life. And of course, when you first have a dream, you're like, oh, this is going to happen tomorrow, right? Like, yeah. And so for years when I was younger, I would document those dreams. I would write down what I really felt like the Lord was calling me to do. As my life grew and as I got married and things were happening, I just didn't see some of those dreams coming true. And one of the things was, is I always felt like the Lord told me I was going to speak. Wow. About a year ago, God, um, I was just praying during our 21 days with God. And I felt like he said, hey, Avery, it's time to pull that dream back out of the closet. And I was like, okay, God, that's cool. But I've got like two kids, a business. We have our church. Mm -hmm. In my head, speaking meant like traveling, being on stage at like women's conferences or those sort of things. I was kind of like, Lord. um, Which you are so good at, by the way. Every time you speak, people listen and it's very good. Absolutely love doing that. I love speaking at like women's events and stuff like that. But when you've got two little kids, that's not always the feasible option. So I was just like, well, Lord, I don't know how that part of my like call awakens, but cool. And so I just started really praying towards it. And I felt like he told me do a podcast. And I was like, Mm. Oh, God, no, that's okay. Like, I'm not comfortable with that. (laughs) That's out of my wheelhouse. And I just kind of kept making every excuse. And at some point in time, I actually must have mentioned it to my husband, because he's the one that bought me my microphone and equipment. Yes. So he definitely like saw it, saw that it could be something that I could do. And he's always like championed me forward in my call and everything. But for literally a year, I told God, no, I came up with every excuse, every reason why literally no God, other people are already doing it. Here's somebody who's doing it already saying the things that I would like to say or, you know, all that sort of stuff. So I just kept telling him no. Then I think it was like November-ish, a girl that followed me on social media actually asked me to be on her podcast. And so that day she interviewed me and it was like fire built up inside of me. Wow! (laughs) It was God just saying, hey, I told you to do this. You can do this. Yes, I meant you. And it doesn't have to be that you have to be just like anybody else. Like you do it the way I've asked you to do it, which is the basis of the podcast. And that was another thing I think I really struggled with was I just didn't feel like I knew what the mission of the podcast was for. Mm -hmm. While I was talking with her and interviewing with 
with her and her podcast is based off like people's freedom stories. I feel like one of the biggest things that I found freedom in, in my young walk with the Lord that has helped me in my walk with the Lord as I've grown is the fact that I really at an early age in my walk with the Lord figured out who he made me to be. I've been very confident in the call that he has given me. I've been very confident in the gifts and the strengths that he's given me. And then also super confident in my weaknesses and letting those be surrendered to the Lord. As I was sitting there telling my freedom story to this other podcaster, God was saying like, this is it. This is Mm. what you're supposed to do. Yeah. (laughs) This is the basis of the podcast. Like I want this same story to be what your podcast is based off of. That's what flourishing is based off of. It's uh, flourishing with Avery Forrest and it's based off you being who God uniquely created you to be. Because I truly believe that there are no duplicates of us out there. Yeah. Even if we have some similarities, even if there's things that we have in common, there is not a single duplicate because I believe our God is that creative. If he has never duplicated a snowflake, I don't believe he's ever duplicated a flower, a sunset, a sunrise. And I truly believe he's never duplicated a person. And so I believe that each person has a specific call upon their life and giftings in their life that God has made them uniquely themselves. And so I believe that we can all flourish in that. That is my heart to help, especially women connect with who God made them to be so that they can confidently walk in that. So November, God like wrecks me. I get off that podcast with her. Like we finished the interview and I just start crying and she's like, what's the matter? I've never even met this girl. And I was like, God told me I'm supposed to do this. And so she literally cheered me on and championed me on for the next couple of months. And then January 1st, I woke up. We were doing 21 days with God again. And what popped up on my like echo prayer app was pray for your podcast and vision for your podcast. And I was like, okay, God. (laughs) Oh my goodness. You're kidding. And I don't even remember ever putting that in my like prayer app to pray for that. So it was just really like, okay, God, uh, literally a year later, he's saying, okay, it's time. I launched the podcast in February. So it's new and it's great. And I would love for all of your listeners, if they want to jump over there and check it out. Oh, yes. I'm sending them your way. They all need to be subscribed. In hearing your story, why is it that our initial reaction when we receive an assignment from the Lord, because flourishing is an assignment, like he clearly told you to do it. Why do you think it is our initial reaction to run and say no? Last year when I was running, (laughs) I had to really answer that question for myself. I always kind of, I guess, prided myself in the fact that I typically would obey God very quickly. It never took me a year Mm -hmm. or so (laughs) to, I think God knew it was going to take me a year. Not I think, I know God knew that. He had to work something out in me over the last year with telling me to do this podcast and asking me to do it and then me saying no. And it was really funny towards the end of the year, my husband actually preached a series on Jonah. It was crazy because when I would pray for something, God would say to me, Mm -hmm. but you're not in full obedience to me right now. The podcast was a constant on my mind and my heart as far as I knew I was not walking in obedience, but he was still so gracious with it. Todd preached a sermon series on Jonah. And one of the things that he started talking about 
was how when Jonah ran from the Lord, you know, he got swallowed by the fish, by the big fish. And in all my years of growing up in church, I don't think I had ever heard this part of Jonah preached. He talked about how after Jonah was swallowed by the fish, well, then the fish after three days threw him up on the shores of Nineveh. The people of Nineveh, they actually worshiped a God that looked like a Mm. fish. He was half man and half fish. Uh, I think his name was Dagon or something like that. He was basically the God of the sea. And so Jonah was thrown up by a fish and then he immediately preached God and repentance. And all of these people within days, the entire, you know, country of Nineveh comes to know the Lord. Right. Well, it's no accident (laughs) that Jonah was thrown up by a fish to the people who worshiped a God who was half man, half fish. So when Todd preached that, and this is me, you know, several months into running from the Lord of this same call or not the same call on my life as Jonah, but a call upon my life and I'm running. And God just showed me that, Hey, Avery, even in your running, I'm still like in control and I'm still using, I'm still working. I'm still growing. Even for me, it taking me a year to obey. I really look back and I don't know that I actually was supposed to have obeyed a year ago. Like I feel like I needed to go through that process because Now that this podcast is launched and people are coming out of the woodworks like saying, oh my gosh, Avery, I needed to hear this. Did they need to hear it a year ago? Probably. (laughs) Sometimes some of us aren't ready to hear something. And then not to even mention, you know, right now when we're recording this, we're in the middle of this like COVID quarantine. God has put some like really heavy words on my heart that I am now like ready to speak and ready to talk about. For me, I've given myself a lot of grace because I feel like God's given me a lot of grace in the timing of all of it. Just knowing that the last year in a weird way of being in disobedience, he used it in a big way in my life. And I also think in a big way for me to be able to say to people like, Hey, I'm just a person too. Even as a pastor's Mm -hmm. wife, I am just a person and I am scared. And as confident as I may seem in the call that God's put on my life, there's times that I am freaked out. And there's times that I say no to God, but I still allow God to work. So funny that you mentioned Jonah, because I've been in a group on Monday nights where we've been going through like inductive studies, like precepts. And one of the things that we went through was the story of Jonah. One of the things that I learned was when we obey God, it affects other people. And also when we disobey God, it affects others. Two of the podcasters that I just really, really love that I listened to last year that really did have an impact on my life. That was one of the things was that they always said like, our yes now leads somebody else to their yes later. Could it have happened a year ago? Yeah. But for me, I believe even in my disobedience, God is using it to make an impact because I'm able to say, hey, listen, I struggled with obeying too. And so I feel like that maybe gives some people some hope that you can start today and obey. Even if it's something he told you to do six years ago, like you can start today. Hey guys, I'm interrupting my conversation with Avery to let you know that we are halfway through the year, halfway through season three of the podcast, and I think it's time to reassess. I do not want to look back at the end of the year and think, what could I have done better? I want to hear from you smack dab in the middle. I've composed a short survey. Seriously, it takes less than one minute to fill out, and it is beyond helpful in hearing your voice. It is completely anonymous, so your privacy is protected, but what matters 
matters is the answers to the questions. They're very simple. I'm just asking about who's listening, your age, your gender, what city you might be listening from, and then also what you want from the podcast. What are some topics that you'd like to hear about? More of the Bible, more about maybe relationships, dating, money, entrepreneurial opportunities, athletes, sports, more musicians, more artists, more film creatives. What do you want to hear? The purpose of Still With You is to first glorify God, but it is also to serve you and encourage you in whatever way you may need it. Your voice matters. And when you partner with Still With You, you're making a difference in the lives of others. The second question I have is who would you like to see on the podcast? This could be a friend of yours with an amazing story, a leader in your local community, or someone who genuinely inspires you. The Bible talks about the importance of our testimony. That is what Still With You is. It is a place for us to get in the Word and also to hear from others who God is working through. So the survey is completely anonymous. It takes less than a minute and you can find the link for this in the show notes of this episode as well as the link in my Instagram bio. I'm sure some of you guys have seen me way too much on social media, but you can again find it through my bio on Instagram. It'll be out there. I would genuinely appreciate it. This survey will stay open for a few weeks and I just really would love to hear what you have to say. And I do not want to wait till the end of the year to think back about what we could have done. Let's make the change today. When I've heard you speak through different messages with Anchor Point, you are always talking about seeds, throwing seeds. <laughs> I heard you speak about the parable where they throw out the seeds on like rocky ground. Mm-hmm. You talked about that. And I listened to another message where you were talking about seeds again and how there's this growth. And then your last name is Forrest. I mean, that is yeah. totally God. And then you have a podcast flourishing. In your life, have you always been called to that narrative of where it's growth and parallels to nature? You know, I really feel like the nature side of things has been in the past couple years. But when you just said my last name is Forrest, that's really funny because I don't know that I've ever really related it to that. Uh, my maiden last name was Barry. Stop. Oh my God. <laughs> I guess there's always like these very natural elements to me. So I have always loved nature, but I have always had this like love for plants and flowers and those sort of things. They've always brought me such joy. When I was a kid, you would find me in a tree. Like I would go literally read a book sitting up inside of a tree. As I look back on it now, my whole life has revolved around like plants and nature and trees and those sort of things. But definitely my walk with the Lord, I would say it's always been one of growth. And that is the what I do try to encourage people to. But you grow in the way that God wants you to grow. Mm -hmm. Every plant, every seed, every person is going to yield something different. Because again, we're not made all the same way. I, I think one of the sermons that you're talking about was when I showed like some pictures of a seed even and said, you you can't look at a seed unless you just know which seed is which. Most people can't look at a seed and then tell you what that seed is going to yield. You have to be a very like avid gardener to be able to do that. And so God, as the creator, as our father, as the one who made us and made the seeds, he knows what he wants us to yield. He knows that one person, it might take them years before they bloom and flourish and bear the fruit that they're supposed to bear. And then other people might have this like intense, insane, rapid growth, because maybe that's the type of plant that they were meant to be or whatever. So yes, look at other people and look at their stories and find inspiration from Mm -hmm. that. But know that God has just as an incredible story for you with you. He has a story for you and with you by yourself. The way that you grow 
is going to be so different from the way Mm -hmm. that somebody else grows, but definitely gleaning from each other and learning from each other and being encouraged by each other. So with the stories that I share on the podcast, and then especially the guests that I'll have on, I just want to encourage others, hey, we can hear and we can learn from our sister's story, but know that God has just as an incredible story for you. I don't know if you love sticky notes, but I was always somebody who like absolutely loves sticky notes. I do. I have them right here with me. (laughs) So I have one sitting in front of me too, actually. And it says, it just has it written on it. I am pretty special, but so are you. Like we are all just as equally special. Every single one of us. I truly believe Psalms 139. Every single person that is breathing on this planet is fearfully and wonderfully made. And the only difference between somebody who is walking out their life, believing that they are fearfully and wonderfully made and somebody who is not is they just haven't come to that reality yet. They have not had an encounter with their father, with their creator, and received that and known that and is walking in that. I just always sometimes feel like when we act out, we've just forgotten who we're designed to be and who we're made by. Yeah. It's just that road of going home and just falling into the father's arms that we just stray from and we always need to be back on. It's the safest place and the place where we're healthiest. Yeah. And then also not to mention, we have this enemy that his main goal for me and you to not figure out that we are fearfully and wonderfully made and that God has a purpose and a plan for each one of us. So his goal is for us to not live by our creator's design. It's definitely in my heart to make sure that women and friends of mine just know that, that they have a specific and a unique purpose to flourish. And you're going to flourish in different ways and in different seasons. I talk a little bit about that on my podcast. Before you get married, You might be in a place that you're flourishing and thriving and then you meet that person and you're both flourishing and thriving and then you get married and then all of a sudden it's this new season and you're married and you've got to grow in that before you can flourish in that. And then once you kind of figure that out, then you might throw a kid in there and then all of a sudden, oh, you're parents now and you got to grow as a parent. I would not say that I'm flourishing as a parent yet and I probably won't flourish until they're about ready to to get out of the house, you know, but... (laughs) But I'm growing. Your boys are so cute. I saw a couple of pictures of them on Instagram the other day and like, they are so cute. Are you guys enjoying your time of being together, even in the midst of this chaos? Gosh, last week we had a day where we all ended up crying and my husband came home and I was like, all right, I need to uh, leave. But for the most part, they are really good buddies. And one of the things that I always prayed when I found out I was having my second son while he was in the womb, I just prayed that they would always be best friends. Mm -hmm. Most of the time they would always say things like, he's not my best friend. He's so annoying, even though they play really well together. Well, last week, Carter, the oldest one, he said, you know, mom, this quarantine thing's a little bit crazy, but you know, what's really great is me and Graham, we're each other's best friends, you know? And it was like one of those things that just melted my heart because it was one of those things that I have prayed for for the longest time with them. And after, you know, six years of Graham being here, that was the first time Carter's ever called him his best friend. So that made my heart happy. I absolutely love that. (laughs) 
Do you own a business or brand? Big or small, you have a story and still with you would love to share the hard work that you are doing. One of my favorite parts about hosting a podcast is supporting my entrepreneur friends. Goodness, they have some real grit and giving them a space on an episode is a true joy. Becoming an official sponsor of the show is easy and so much fun. If you are interested in this opportunity to showcase your company, brand, or business, let's connect. Still with you is accepted advertisement applications today. You can find more information at coleybrowning.com. Feel free to reach out to me. I would love to hear and support your amazing business. Let's do life together. Buy local, share your work, your brand, your story. When in your life did God start growing that calling for ministry within you? I grew up in church my whole life. My dad was actually a pastor when I was young. And then when I was 11, I think it was 11 or 12, he actually left being a pastor and he became a police officer. I had like the hardest, I think, of all upbringings going from a pastor's kid to a police officer's kid. (laughs) Did you grow up in Alabama? I was born in Corpus Christi, Texas. And then when I was about 12, when my dad became a police officer, we left Texas and moved here to Alabama, which is where my dad is from. And so all of his family is here. We moved here and my dad, he was always an incredible pastor. But then as a police officer, he also did incredible ministry to just helping people. He was a juvenile officer and he helped troubled boys get out of trouble. And obviously I was in church my whole life, even though I said a prayer when I was five years old, when I was a teenager, I just knew that I didn't have relationship with God. I always kind of say, it like I knew God, but I wasn't known by God. I really kind of struggled through my teenage years to, I guess, really connect. Like I stayed in church, but I was not very involved. I just went because I had to. And I just was living my life. I was living my plan. I actually was really good at soccer. And so I had a scholarship to play soccer. And my plan was to become like the next Mia Hamm. Like (laughs) if I was not in school, I was playing soccer or working enough to pay my bills so I could go play soccer. College was just kind of the avenue, the next place. So even when I went to college on scholarship, my plan wasn't geared towards a degree because I was going to be a professional soccer player, right? So... That was my plan. And I had been in a like really serious relationship all through high school as well. Once I went to college, I actually ended up tearing my ACL my freshman year, just about two months into our my first season. And for the first time in my life, like my plan came to a halt in a very big way. There was like a big reality that my plan wasn't going to work out if I didn't recover in the right way. And so what that did was during that season of being on crutches and not (laughs) getting to go to practice and those sort of things, God just really was able to speak to my heart and started just whispering to me, one, that I didn't actually know him, that I wasn't actually known by him, Mm -hmm. that just because I said a prayer when I was five didn't mean I had a relationship with God. And so one day I was actually riding on the bus from my dorm. We had the uh, athletic dorms and they were a little farther away from the main campus. And so I had to like ride a little shuttle bus to the um, campus. There was a sermon on like on the radio, a preacher evangelist guy. And he was talking about how when he was like 60 years old, God showed him that he had like pride in his life and that he had literally lived a lie of not actually having a relationship with the Lord, even though he was in ministry, even though he was preaching, like he wasn't a believer. He had this moment at the age of 60 years old where he was able to just like let go of the pride and admit his need for God and he became a new creation. And I remember riding the bus 
And I think we made like three laps around the campus because I was so like enthralled by this message and God was using it to speak to me in such a big way. Wait, did they have that like blaring on the bus? Yeah, on the bus. I am proud of that bus driver. That is awesome. (laughs) He was just listening to it. And I remember he pulled back up to the dorm and he was like, Miss, are you ever going to get off? And I was like, actually, I am right now. And I got off. I crutched up to my dorm room um, as good as I could in a brace, uh, hit my knees, (laughs) gave my life to God right there my freshman year of college and just admitted that God, I didn't know him and that I needed him and confessed my sin. I truly did have a new creation moment. From there, God just really started speaking to my heart that my plan for my life was not what he had planned. About a year later, I served at a camp. I was working for an organization called Young Life and I was Uh um, serving at a camp that summer and I got to lead a little girl to the Lord. And it was just this moment of getting to pray with that girl and see her life change as well right there in that moment. And as we were walking to club that night, God just stopped me. And I had this feeling that I had never had before in my life after leading that little girl to the Lord. And it was the feeling of joy. Like that's literally God stopped me as we were all walking. And he said, this feeling that you're feeling right now is joy. He was like, you can keep on like living the life that you have planned and you can have a happy life. Um, And at that time I was actually engaged to that guy out of high school. Uh And I felt like God said right there, like you can marry him. He's a good guy. Y'all are good people. Like you can have a happy life or you can give it up. You can follow me and you can have a joy filled life. Which one do you want? You know, right then that you were going to have to break that engagement? Yeah. Like this was like two days before I was going home. It was so clear to me. I literally can remember right now. It was so clear, like the fork in a road type experience. Like I literally felt God show me you can go this path or this path. And so I actually went home two days later. I handed him his ring back. That was such a hard thing to do. I mean, I had been with his family for a long time. They were an incredible family. I'm still actually friends with them and close with them. And and I love their family, but I knew that God had said that that wasn't his plan for me. And even over the next several days, I felt like God just gave me more of a clear picture. And specifically, I knew he told me I was going to marry a pastor and also that I would be in ministry, that I was called to preach and teach. I remember talking with my pastor at the time and I, and I told him all of it. I was like, look, this is what God told me to do. He actually took a chance on me. He said, well, why don't you not go back to school? Cause you, I was on a soccer scholarship, but that's not where my life was going anymore. And he's like, why don't you not go back to school? And why don't you come on staff here at our church? Oh, wow. I went back, finished the semester and came back and went on staff at our church. And I've never looked back ever since. It was so easy to just know that that's what God made me for. He said, you can either have this or you can have this. Which one do you want? Was this at on staff at Anchor Point? The church I grew up my like high school years in was called Christian Life Church, okay. Orange Beach. That's where I served on staff for um, a couple years. And I started like a college and career group ministry. Um, it was actually called Crave. And just going back to like being obedient to God and saying yes to God means other people will say yes later on. Yeah, It was so hard for me to start that group actually. Like when God told me to start it, because I was actually a college dropout at the time. So I'm like, oh gosh, how am I supposed to be this like college and career pastor (laughs) when I'm the college dropout? My life with the Lord has been a lot of getting over myself, just standing in what God says about me and and who he says that I am. And so I had to get over the fact that I was a college dropout and I started this group. Well, that group went on for like years. And there are people that I know today that came to know Jesus not because I led them to the Lord. I wasn't even at 
that church anymore by the time that some of these people uh-huh. came to know Jesus because that ministry was in place. Oh, wow. I love that. Like, I love that I get to look back and go, because I was obedient. And even at a young age, I mean, I was 19 years old. I was scared to death. I can remember the night I wrote my first sermon Mm. and preached it at Crave. And knowing that God used that ministry for years later for people in our community that are now in ministry and doing things that they came to know the Lord because of that ministry. And so it's just really neat to know that, yeah, like, our obedience and what God has asked us to do actually really barely has anything to do with us and so much more to do with all the other people that I think will affect in our yeses. The links that he will go for the one, the radio for that bus driver, like God bless that nameless yeah. bus driver for just turning on his radio and being bold in his faith on a college campus because <laughs> little did he know that your encounter literally almost like, I think of like just to keep with the flourishing theme, like just vined out like all of these that just took from that one moment. And then you started a ministry that you're no longer a part of. It got put into place like that. The links that he will go. It's amazing. As I look back, I just go, God has been so faithful that I've said yes to him, at least for the most part, immediately. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But I've said yes to him. And in that, yes, he has always done what he promised me, which was He's always given me joy in this entire like path of following him, even in the hard times. I mean, there's been so many hard times, but I've still had the joy that he told me I would have. And I just think God is so faithful in keeping his promises to us as well. Like we say yes to him and we do what he's asked us. He's just so faithful. I'll just share with you my favorite scripture. One of my favorite scriptures is actually Psalm 15. It became really impactful in my life during those younger early years of saying yes to God. Mm-hmm. And in that scripture, it talks a a lot of little different things, but it basically says who can enter God's holy hill, like who can be with him. And it talks about people like he whose walk is blameless, he who blends without usury, he who's kind to others. Like it kind of gives a lot of little just, hey, here's great ways to live. But at the end of the scripture, it says he who does all of these things, they shall never be shaken. I always just love that. I said, God, I want to be that person that no matter what happens in life, I want to live a life that when it comes to anything, I don't want to be shaken. I don't want my faith to be shaken. And I don't want my walk to be shaken. As I really started to pray, I guess that scripture over my life, God started to show me that whole deal about he whose walk is blameless. And I think for a long time, I thought that meant like this perfect walk. But God really showed me that that word blameless does not mean perfect at all. It actually means someone who is willing to stop in their tracks when God points something out to them and they're willing to obey then and they're willing to repent and they're willing to make right. Like it's somebody who has a right walk, not a perfect walk. And so that's the way that I've really tried to live my life. And I encourage others to do that. I'm like, guys, it's so not about being perfect. It's so not about living up to this like mark on a wall of saying I've got to hit this and hit that and hit that. But it's about just being this person who just says, Lord, I'm yours no matter what. I'm surrendered to you no matter what. As you show me, as you guide me, as you correct me, I will respond. That's the way that I've really tried to live my life. And I think that if as believers, we live our life that way, I think that's where you really do start to see a lot of that growth come in. It's not because you live this perfect life letter to the book, you know, like, oh, I got up every day and I obeyed all of these rules. But no, I got up 
every day, just surrendered to the Lord and said, God, I'm yours. You made me on purpose with a purpose and for a purpose. So what's that purpose today? That's so good. That's how I got into ministry. And then I eventually married that pastor. (laughs) Well, tell me a little bit about that. How did you and Todd meet? Did you all plant Anchor Point and is Anchor Point many campuses or is there just one? So there's just one campus and we planted it about 10 years ago. Todd is from North Carolina. And one day, I don't remember exactly how long after Hurricane Ivan, but it was a time after uh, Hurricane Ivan and I was not working at the church anymore on staff, but I was still like involved and volunteering and everything. But um, I was working at a little coffee shop and I was just in a place where I always like to look back and think it was, I spent a little bit of time in my ministry striving to figure out like what God wanted me to do for him. And he was like, it's not about what you do for me. It's just about living as we just talked about surrendered life. So I'd actually gotten to a place where I was really just burnt out. And it was funny because in my like prayer time, I was like, God, I just feel like I need a time of like refuge, just a little time where I can just chill, maybe not do anything for you for a little while and just like sit on a church pew somewhere. (laughs) Not that many of us Mm. have pews anymore, but just go kind of sit somewhere and just like rest a little bit. I had done a lot. Like I had started that ministry and I'd done that for several years. And then of course, after going through like Hurricane Ivan, all of that was just like super emotional, like living through that traumatic experience and all that sort of stuff. Um, And so I was just in that place and I started praying and I literally on a Wednesday felt like God told me to call my friend in North Carolina. This was pre-social media days. So my friends had moved to help plant a church in North Carolina but I had no clue what the church was called. I just knew like a year before they had left. I hadn't talked to her in like a year. And so I called her and I was like, hey, you know, Tansy, I um, just would love to maybe come up to North Carolina. I feel like God told me to come to North Carolina. And she was like, yeah, girl, you should come up here and hang out with us. We just planted a church. It's called The Refuge. Oh, wow. You know, we're like a few months old and stuff. And just come hang out with us for a while and just figure out what you want to do. You know, <laughs> that was a Wednesday. I felt God told me to move to North Carolina. And on Friday, I moved because... I didn't really have anything like holding me here because the economy was just kind of kaput and all that sort of stuff. So I literally moved up there on a Friday. I told my parents Thursday night, hey, I'm moving to North Carolina tomorrow. And I just like packed up my car and I went. You brave thing. (laughs) My plan was just to stay there for a few months. And honestly, as I was driving, I remember telling God, I was like, okay, God, you have like six months to kind of fix the way I feel right now. Here's your time limit. You have like six months to kind of fix the way I felt. Within days of being there, God did some big things in my life. We ended up having a night where he just, I don't know, I felt like he just took like a hot iron and like seared up wounds in my heart. Like all of these issues I had, I just had a night where I like told God everything. I'm like, God, I need you to fix this. I need you to do this. I'm sorry for this. I confess this. And we just like had this, you know, good old night. It was a Wednesday night. So I had left church that night and went home and that night woke up in the middle of the night after just like a crazy dream. And I just felt like the Lord said, Hey, let's, let's do this. You know, like you gave me six months, but like, I want to fix it right now. Like I can handle it now. Mm -hmm. Um, I just feel like he and I just had this night where I told him everything and he told me a lot of stuff. The next uh, day I literally was like, 
a new person. Again, you get saved and you have this new creation moment. Well, then after I think there's anchor points in our life. And that's kind of where we get the name of our church is that we have these anchor mm-hmm. point moments in our life with God too that propel us forward, you know, that keep us anchored and held down in our faith. And so that night was one of those nights. It was that Sunday, I was down at the altar, just like thanking God, like for what he had done. I was just so excited. And that's the day I actually met Todd at the church. He was a youth pastor there. And I was down at the altar, actually. And this guy comes up to me and he like touches me on the shoulder. And he said, I've been praying for you before I ever knew you. And he just like walks away. I had never met the guy before. And I was like, who was that? The reason I wanted to know who it was is because when he touched me and said that, the Holy Spirit said to me, he's been praying for Todd's wife. Oh, wow. I was like, Todd, that guy I just met, that guy? (laughs) My friend Tansy, I asked her, I said, hey, who's that like big bald guy? I need his phone number. Um, I need to talk to him about something. And so I literally was like bold enough to call him up. And the next day I went and met with he and his wife. And I said, look, this is what you said to me. And this is what I feel like the Holy Spirit said. They were like, we're like Todd's parents. We're we're like his spiritual parents. And we've been praying for his wife for 10 years. We saw you at church the other day and God said you were it. Oh my gosh. I was like, okay. (laughs) How did you feel? Like, did that excite you? Did that freak you out? I think because I knew so specifically what God had said to me at the altar, when they said that to me, I was kind of like, okay, it confirms what I feel like God said to me because I had never met these people. Now, if they had just come up to me and said, hey, you're supposed to be Todd's wife, I might would have questioned that, you know? Of course, major discernment. (laughs) But because all he said to me was, I've been praying for you before I ever knew you. And then the Holy Spirit spoke to me. And then what they said confirmed, you know, it was like, okay, well, this makes sense. So here's the really funny thing. Again, pre-social media days, pre-GPS on an iPhone. These were like flip phone days, okay? We didn't even have text messaging at this time. Elsie would like write me down directions to where Todd was going to be. I would just show up. Wow. (laughs) I just started showing up uninvited by any of the people that were there. I was just being told like where they were at. So this would be like Bible studies or like hanging out at a pizza restaurant or something like that. Cause they were all in ministry together, you know, so they all do things. And so at one point in time, Todd even said, how did you get in our circle? He said that to me one time. (laughs) It took him about two months of me just showing up to finally like ask me out. We didn't let him in on the plan that I was supposed to be his wife. Anyways, we ended up about two months later, he ends up asking me out on our first date. And then we were really inseparable after that. Curious about how you all transitioned into that next step of where you're leading a church. I mean, you clearly were both called to ministry, but why did you guys decide to take the role of leading a church over being a youth pastors together or a different form? We imagined or we thought in our heads that we would be professional youth pastors like our entire life. The ministry that Todd actually led, it was called Providence House. And it was actually like a parachurch ministry. So this church, uh, the refuge allowed Providence House there using their building and was just so gracious and so incredible. They 
let them use their worship team. So this church basically facilitated Providence House being able to function and run in their building because Providence House actually bust in anywhere from like 800 to 1,000 kids every Wednesday night. Oh, goodness. Yeah, it was insane. When I showed up, they were running maybe 18 buses and like 12 vans. They were all street kids. I mean, they would, we would go into housing projects and housing developments and stuff and just have relationship with these kids and then invite them to church and they would all come to church. So it was really incredible ministry that I got to be a part of when I showed up. So we thought that that's like what we would do forever. We actually, when we got married, we did not want children because we always said most youth pastors that start having kids, either the wife doesn't get to be involved anymore or, you know, like all this sort of stuff. So we had our own opinion of we are just going to be these pro youth pastors. Obviously our plans aren't always God's plans. And so God started transitioning us out of that season of youth pastoring and really putting it on Todd's heart and I and my heart to plant a church at some point in time. When we ended up coming back to Alabama, it was to go on staff at a church and learn how to go plant a church. What happened is we came to Alabama and we were on staff at another church learning that process, planning a church, pastoring a church, being lead pastors and all of that sort of stuff. God just kind of orchestrated it all in himself. I don't know that I ever thought or imagined that I would be back in like the area I went to high school in and pastoring, but I love it because God gave me a dream early on. I don't know. I was probably 20. I remember having this dream where I just saw like friends of mine from high school getting baptized and people that I knew in the community just getting baptized, like just one person after another stepping into a baptismal and getting baptized. Well, three years ago, At our church, we had this like spontaneous baptism happen. And it was that way. It was just like person after person. And a whole bunch of them were people that I had went to high school with. God showed me that dream. He's like, remember that dream I gave you? It's right here. It's happening. You know, and I'm like, whoa, (laughs) this is, this is like a dream that God gave me a long time ago to see people that I knew at a young age now living out as adults, their life in Christ and serving Mm -hmm. one of the girls, she's our children's pastor at our church that I went to high school with, I can look back in high school and think, no way, Jessica Lawson would never be our children's pastor, you know? And now God has radically changed her and her family's life. And she's living for Jesus and she's living out the call that God put on her life. And it's, again, not because of Todd and I, but we always just say it's because we were willing to say yes to what God asked us to do. Man, that makes me just think, do not take for granted the things that God is speaking to you now, that it would prepare you for something. How sweet is it that he prepared that for you so you could even be anticipating that and just to confirm that you were hearing from him? God's ways always blow our ways out of the water. It makes me remember like during the time when I knew Todd was getting close to proposing and he finally just like at some point in time got really frustrated with me because I was just always expecting it to happen. And he was like, you're going to mess this up if you like try to ruin the Uh, surprise. Yeah. (laughs) If you just let me do what I have planned, it's going to blow your mind away. And I think God says that to us sometimes. If you just chill out. If you abide in me, like I told you to, (laughs) you let me do it. It's going to blow you away compared to if you try to do it yourself. You have an amazing story. This is why people need to be subscribed to the podcast because I feel like you're just going to leak some more of your stories every time we get to hear from you. One of the questions that I have, you being in church leadership, what is something that we can do wherever we attend church? How do we love our people in leadership best? 
Gosh, that's a good question. Obviously, I would think one of the biggest ways is praying for them, being on this side of ministry and really, I guess, watching it my entire life growing up as a pastor's kid, just knowing that we struggle too. We have hard times too. I mean, I would even say in this current season that we're in, like we are walking through all of our own stuff as well. Like not only do we carry what's happening with the church, but then in our personal lives, and then also just carrying what we carry for the people of our church. Praying for us is huge. And then I would say reaching out to your pastors and letting them know that you're praying for them or reaching out just saying, hey, I wanted to just check on you. When people do that for me, it's not often that people do that. And it always ministers to me in such a big way because most of the time, you know, as pastors, we only hear from people like when their life Mm -hmm. is in tragedy or something is happening that they need us for or whatever. To just be checked on is huge. Definitely if you have the ability to babysit for a date night, you know, that's a good (laughs) one too. Yes, yeah. Uh, That's always a good one. Have grace for your pastors because they are people. They are just people. And it is not always kumbaya and butterflies at their house. Again, like I said earlier, my boys and I ended up in tears the other day and mostly because I yelled and, you know, so it's like, we're, we're not perfect people. And I think sometimes a lot of people look at us that way and put that expectation and that weight upon a lot of us. Remembering that can create such a beautiful friendship with your pastors. Like your pastors want to be your friends Mm -hmm. as well. They don't want to just be your pastors. They want friendship and relationship with you too. I'm so grateful for the work that you and your family do. You guys are so obedient and doing so well in sharing with others. And man, you've definitely like spoke to me and encouraged me even from afar. I have one question and then I have the final question. And I'm so sorry to take up your time, but man, I'm like so grateful for this. So I was so excited to speak with you. One of the things that I noticed that you say on flourishing, I host a podcast, but I do not find myself saying this. You often make references to how if someone goes back and listens to this years from now, I feel like there's a reason why you're saying that to go along with kind of what God has put on your heart of these seeds. Like, do you feel like someone is going to come back and listen to that years from now and be ministered to? I don't know that I consciously say it on purpose. Like it's not in my notes to say it. Yeah, that's why I found so interesting because it, it comes out naturally from you. Yeah, so those are like, I don't know that I've ever really thought about it. But even today, like right before I hopped on here with you, I got tagged in the Instagram story of somebody who went back and listened to episode two. And they literally said, this was recorded in February, but I needed it today. And I'm so glad that God led me to it today. Right. When I say that, that's what I think about because I know for me, I have found a podcast before that I have literally went back and listened to it from the beginning. Like even yours, I think I texted you that day. I was like, oh, I listened to episode one. And you were like, why? Why did you do that? (laughs) It's so cringy. It is so cringy. So because I think I personally do that, like I'll go back and listen to somebody's podcast from the very beginning. Because I'm like, I don't want to miss a thing, you know, especially if it's something that's speaking to me. Maybe that's why that I go, I literally could see somebody stumbling upon this years from now because it's not necessarily just for today. Yes, there are things that can speak to us today in this moment, 
But that same thing could be happening five years from now. Somebody needs to hear that same message. And I really believe that God can and will lead them to a podcast. Not doubt that, that God will lead them to a podcast at the right time and the right day and the right hour where they will hear it and they will be ministered to by it. And I love living in this day and age with the social media the way that it is right now because It's a time like we've never experienced. I mean, Todd and I have only been married 13 years. 13 years ago, we did not even really have text messaging yet. The advancements that have happened in the past few years that we literally can minister right now and it's recorded and it'll be, as long as this platform is up and running, it'll be there for somebody to experience even 15 years from now. Even if I'm not doing this podcast now, even if you're not doing this podcast anymore, as long as we move it up and, you know, I guess pay for the uh, hosting of it, it can minister to somebody. So I love that. And so, yeah, I don't know that I say it on purpose, except for that. I really believe that God can use it. You may not be saying it on purpose, but I definitely feel like it's planned for a reason why you're having those thoughts and even praying over those people that you don't know who are going to find it. And I believe that when you say God puts podcasts and just like he puts books, just like he puts people into place in our lives exactly for the time that we need to be, I firmly believe that not only because it's happened to me, but I've heard other people who've experienced that too. And that just fires me up. It makes me so excited to be used by God because I want to be in partnership with him. His plans are much better than mine. Yeah. Think about that. There's like a 10 year old today, like a 10 year old girl sitting there today who 10 years from now when she's 20 could stumble upon your podcast here some person sharing their story about how they said yes to God when they were 19, 20 years old, and it rocks them. That makes you feel so old, but it makes me, it's so true. (laughs) Yeah, that's crazy. The same for you as well, for someone to hear that and think, wow, I've been avoiding that for one year. And look, she said yes. So it's worth saying yes. It's worth your obedience. Is there anything else you would like to share before I ask you the final question? You're saying like you're so excited. When you asked me to be on your podcast, I guess I look at every other podcaster as this awesome, famous podcaster. I'm like, oh, you want me to be on your podcast? So like you asking me, it actually makes my day. So you sitting, sitting here saying you're excited about this. Well, I have been just as excited and just as nervous. So I'm just telling your listeners, if you're listening to this podcast right now, because it's your first time listening go back and listen to even episode one and then listen to all of them because all of the stories are so encouraging and you definitely have a gift as well and so I'm just happy to have met you and then now to like be buddies thank you for asking me that would be all I want to say you're too kind I'm ready for COVID season to be over so we can actually hang out and see people again Avery the podcast is called still with you and on every episode I ask my friends where is God still with you. Walking out last year in the time where I was saying no to God and then now actually walking in this season of, I guess, maybe even fruitfulness saying yes. Like right now, I feel like he's just so with me in the sense of, okay, see Avery, like it looks different and maybe it it doesn't look like the picture you had, but I've had this planned all along Mm -hmm. and you're doing what I've asked you to do. On my screen, on my phone, it says, yes, I meant you. Because I feel like I have to remind myself that all the time. Yes, God meant me. Yes, God meant you. Yes, God meant her. Yes, he meant you. Whatever it is that he's asking you to do, yes, he meant it. That's definitely for me, this just reminder, and at least for now, that's been 
my reminder going on several months now of, yes, I met you. Thank goodness that you armed yourself with that because we would not be having that encouragement with flourishing and you wouldn't be getting up in front of a congregation or leading in a small groups if you hadn't said yes to yes, I met you. I'm just so excited to see more of what God's going to do in your life and even just to like follow the beginning of the podcast and just see where that goes. I hope everyone subscribes, follows, and really soaks up every bit of wisdom that you're doing. It is so evident that you put God first and I know that he's going to bless it. Thank you so much again. This was just so fun. Oh my goodness, is Avery just the best? I loved every single second of being able to hang out with her. Even though we recorded this in April, I was actually able to go hang out with Avery in person at her kitchen table just a few weeks ago, and it was so much fun. I love how she puts Jesus first in everything that she does. If you are moving to Foley, Alabama, or just in the area, make sure you visit Anchor Point Church, where she and her husband, Todd, are doing such a wonderful job in pastoring that area. They are amazing leaders and I love learning from them. You can always subscribe to Anchor Point Church podcast to follow along with their messages. Before we go, I'd like to share a few Avery Forest extras as I've been calling them because she is a friend who has many things going on. So number one, if you would love for Avery to come and speak at your next event, you can go to her website, averyforest.com and reach out to her. Listening to Flourishing and also hearing her speak at her church is a great great starting place for you to kind of figure out maybe what topic you'd love her to come and share on. She loves to speak to groups of people, specifically women, and I know that she would be thrilled to hear from you. The second thing that I love about Avery is that she is all about living naturally and organically and toxin-free. So if you have any questions in regarding just to making a healthier step in your lifestyle, please feel free to message her. You can find her on social media at Avery Forest, or again, her website, averyforest.com, where you can also, number three of our Avery Forest Extras. Avery is a talented wedding photographer. So if you are postponing your wedding due to COVID-19 because you want to invite all of your friends and family and take all the beautiful pictures, why not reach out to Avery to photograph your beautiful day? She also does family photos as well. So keep this in mind as you're just planning. Even though it's July, I know that Christmas is right around the corner. Wouldn't it be fun to prepare your Christmas photos right now? Check that off your list. Avery is your girl. She will help you out. I have all of the ways that you can connect with her compiled in the show notes for this episode. And you can always find more information on my website, coleybrowning.com. I would love to connect with you. Feel free to reach out to me or you can also connect with me through social media. My handle is the same, Coley Browning. I would absolutely love to hear from you and, and let me know what you think about the show. You've already heard about the survey. I would love it if you would take a moment to fill that out. It helps more than you know. The podcast, first and foremost, is for G. But its purpose is to serve and encourage you. It takes less than a minute to fill out, and I am so grateful for your guidance. I'm trying to remember if there's anything that I left out, but if I did, I'll be sure to let you know. Thank you so much for supporting this podcast. I pray for you, my friends, every single day. You mean the world to me. I'm on a journey of growing and learning to become more like Jesus in every single moment. I'm asking for major grace when I do not get it right, but just know that my heart is for Him and that I am trying. You guys are the best. Go out and and be bold, be brave, be you, and remember that he is still with you. Earth, the fog is a myth.